to the Bounce of the Ball podcast. Uh, this week on the show, I have a new guest with me, but before I get to that, just let you know, if you want to get in contact with us at the show here, you can email us at thebounceoftheball at gmail.com, or you can contact us and follow us on Twitter at TBOTB Podcast, and you can leave us a DM with your questions there. Um, also, if you'd like to follow me, my private account is at Rob. Aaron underscore 23. So, as you can see, I have a new co-host with me today. He's actually a former rugby teammate of mine from back in our rugby days. Um, he's a long-time Lakers fan. We're not going to hold that against him. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's also a long-time basketball aficionado and the enigmatic accountant, Matita Chafiyama. How are you, mate? Good, brother yourself? Yeah, very, very good. Great to have you on. Great to have you on. Oh, okay. thanks for having me. Ah, more than welcome. Make it a regular thing, I think. First things first, Matt's going to let us know a bit about himself and how he became a bit of an aficionado of the game and come to love basketball. Uh, we're going to talk about LeBron's tweet the other day. Since Matt's a Lakers fan, he's going to be the great person to talk to about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's kind of implications leading into the trade deadline. There you so, go. There you go, bro. Yeah, tell us a bit about yourself, man, and how you become a lover of the game of basketball. The game of basketball, eh? Um, I guess the long and the short of it is um, growing up in Africa, it was a bit hard um, actually getting to watch games live, but um, got a lot of NBA action. I don't know if you guys got that show out here when you were coming up or not. Um. It was amazing. Just pretty much all highlight reels. For me, the Lakers were the best thing on ever on it. Like, literally. For me, I grew up absolutely loving Eddie Jones and Nick Van Exel. They were my favorite players ever. Um, I just remember all the other kids running around pretending to be Jordan. Nah, that wasn't me, man. I was all Eddie Jones in the backyard bouncing the ball on the grass with like a metal bucket hanging up on the swing set and trying to fly around, obviously, and trying to dunk that. Oh, man, Eddie Jones, just he was my favorite player. Probably still is my favorite ever Laker. Loved that man. Loved yeah. him. Um, yeah, I was that other kid. I was that Jordan kid. So <laughs> You were just one of those stock standard, just, you know, um, one of the mainstream. Don't label bro. me as a generic. I was from 1984 <laughs> onwards, bro. The original, okay? The original. Yeah, so um, the long story short, that's what it was for me then. You know, you get into the trading cards and, yeah, just yeah. love ripping them open and just smelling them and just holding them. And, oh, man, it was such an easy time back then, wasn't it? Oh, bro. It was oh. such an easy time. So, yeah, that was it for me. You know, the whole pain of Vladi Divac getting traded for a young, unknown little kid and all that, you know, crying my eyes out when Mr. Eddie Jones got traded to um, Charlotte, wasn't it? I think he went to Charlotte and, you know, hating on Glenn Rice. Yeah, it was Charlotte. Yeah, I can remember him in Charlotte, yeah. Yeah, it would have been Charlotte because we got Glenn Rice, I think, was at the time and hating on him and, you know, then winning the chip with Shaq and... You know, loving Glenn Rice at that point in time. And, and that was interesting times. But um, 
That's what it was. A roller coaster as a kid being a basketball fan, all them quick trades that are happening left, right, and center. You can like, you know, if you if if you fall in love with a role player in a team, they can get traded pretty quickly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. But yeah, as I said, it was just um, watching that NBA action. As I said, like every single Sunday, I think it was. Um, just watching that then worldwide the sport or whatever it was and it yeah. was just just the highlight reels and just watching these men just do absolutely amazing things yeah. and it was yeah it was great it was great it was absolutely amazing um and you know you uh strike gold and end up uh falling for like the best team ever in existence you know what you, know, you wouldn't know what that's like so i'm not gonna hold that <laughs> Nah, no idea, bro. No idea at all. <laughs> nah, you know what it's like. Being a Laker fan, it's it's almost like a cheat code in all honesty. Like, our lows so, so don't through five? You lived through five, was it? Five. Yeah, you know, that's hard times. Oh, no, man. you've got the six just recently. I suppose that comes Yeah, but that's, it's only one. It doesn't, it's not enough, you know? It's, it's but it is six you live like, through, so... But there wasn't like, you know, three and three. So just we had three and two. We had three and two, I suppose. But in the end, yeah, yeah, I know three is more than two. I do know how to count a little bit. Yeah, I'm not going to like, you know, throw any shade about the, you know, the asterisks that's on the bubble championship or anything to that effect. So. Mate, I honestly uh, believe. No, nah, I don't. Think that. I literally don't think that at all. It's like, I, I don't does. subscribe to the argument. There's no, I don't think that there's an asterisk on it. No. no. I think that the there Heat we... and Jimmy Butler were probably the best team built for that situation besides the Lakers. But, um, because yeah. like they were kind of like close to home in a sense. They had that mentality mm -hmm. where everyone else is kind of used to being, you know, the way they were with their superstar kind of lifestyle in a sense. So, where it's a different yeah. culture down in Miami, the way they've got it operating. So yeah, it's kind of it kind of worked for them really, really well. I right, was that's that's hundred percent Pat Riley. Yeah, that's definitely that him flowing straight down. Yes, when he was a Laker coach, he did the whole I'm gonna dress Hollywood and all this other like, you know, mumbo jumbo. But in reality he bred a winning mentality into that team, man, and you can see it. You yeah. guys are team Bilton's image, like work hard, have good, good, good players who play as a team. It's amazing. Do you know um, Michael Douglas based his, like, appearance his look and in. character yeah. and look off um, Pat his Riley look. for Wall Street, yeah. bro? How's that shit? Hey, that's hilarious. It's, it's insane, hey, but as I said, like, he knew he had to have a certain look. Dude was rock star. Rock star. Yeah. yeah. Good times, man. Sorry. It's more appropriate to call him Showtime. Yeah. <laughs> get it twisted, bro. He was Showtime, for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Massive big Lakers fan from all the way back in the day. Hey, how's that? So, out of spite, decided to follow the Lakers and ends up getting to watch five rings and then becomes 
a LeBron stand. That's just that's a, that's a topsy tape. Oi, 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 oi. Let's let, let's settle down a little bit there, buddy. Oh, jokes, jokes aside. I do love the man, but jeez, nah. Oh, so yeah, you can hear criticism about him, legitimate criticism. I can't even yeah. criticize LeBron. I've got nothing against the dude at all. I just, you know, he's the worst GM I've ever. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want him near my team. I'll tell you that. Oh no, you want him on your team. You just don't want him having a say as to no. the actual makeup of your team. I don't want him near my team because of that. That's the inevitable outcome. So I just mm. feel like I just watch what teams look like. <laughs> And I feel like at one stage I, I was looking at the Lakers this year just going, oh, this looks like, you know, Mate, the Cavaliers collapsing be because they've just been stretched <laughs> thin by LeBron's demands and can no longer, like, you know, they, they set themselves up for immediate success and not long-term kind of, like, sustained success in that sense. Because when LeBron gets there, you have to win to keep him there. I get it. But, like, yeah, it's a process. and you got to work through it, man. Yeah. Mm. Look at Giannis. Look at Giannis. I'll just say, look at Giannis. He's reaping the benefits now, man. I think they're in the in the hot in the um like they're the team to beat at the moment. To be honest, the way they played the other day against the Nets. See how they play mm. against the Bulls, anyway, and how or anyway how the Bulls play against them, anyways. This couple in a couple of days to see what happens. But love the way you're trying to talk the Bulls up as if um <clears throat> you guys are actually gonna win something. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not actually, I had us like, um, well, we won't digress, we'll get to that later. It segues us into our next topic beautifully, about LeBron's tweet, <laughs> <clears throat> and its implication on the trade yep. deadline, bro, so, surely, you haven't got many thoughts on this, have you? <laughs> no, none at all, man, none at all, none at all. Uh, As I said to you, when was it, a couple of days ago, I was saying to you, just fucking trade them all, just yep. get rid of them all, Scrap it, start again, AD gone. Burn it down. When you said AD just gone, I'm like, ooh. Hey, look, I have my reasons for it. You'd probably Dumb want to reasons. get traded to us. You just want Vooch. And Levine. No, and you can only have Vooch. You can't Rooster. have anyone else, bro. Um, no, you can have maybe nah, Troy nah. Bound Jr. And that's it. Oh, you nah, can nah, have... Nah, nah, oh, no, no, no. We'll give you um, Marco Simonovic. You just can develop the fuck out of him. We're sick of it. Okay, look, if that's what you want, you're going to have to take Russ as well, man. Like, let's be... <laughs> hey, we'll nah, give you Russ. I'm good. Yes. I'm good. You can't you have cool? Lonzo back. You, you can't have Alex Caruso back. You can't have Zach Levine. You had your chance mm. with DeRozan. I'm sorry, okay? Oh, mate, let's not talk about that. Anyhow, Let's so... not talk about my heels. Oh, my God. Anyway. All players aside, what would be yep. the kind of moves you'd like to see your team make at the trade deadline and does that include a new head coach <laughs> that wasn't a pointed question at all yes it was no it wasn't was it no um look i'm not a big vogel fan um you're the second i guess i've had on this podcast to say the same thing hey look don't get me wrong, like, when he had pieces that suited his system, we won a chip. Yeah. It was awesome. Defensively, we found um, 
yeah, we look we weren't scoring ridiculous, but you know, when you've got two of the top five players in the world, you can probably get away with that. Okay. Um Yeah, then um I find it hard to just blame him. Like I think Rob Palink is hiding in the shadows at the moment. You don't hear anything. Like if you don't hear if Vocal can win a chip, then isn't it the GM's prerogative to provide him with the team similar to what he won a chip with? You didn't have to do anything last season. You just bat pat and just had the set and just run it back. And the team we had last year. The Sam we have here in Australia, I'm pretty sure they have it everywhere else around the world, but it's if it isn't broke, you don't fix it, mate. <laughs> we could have added to it. Yeah. With like little bits and pieces. We don't have to blow it up the way we did. Um, you, and if you, you are going to blow it up. Yeah. You could find replacement pieces, man. Like it was quite easy. You just could have done that. But oh, too many pieces I, moved in and out, man. It's just insane. Um, we lost all. We lost the defensive structure. Like we were a defensive team. Our coach is a defensive coach, and then you load them up with players who aren't known for playing good team defense. It makes no sense. Makes you can thank no um, Billy um, Donovan and the Bulls preseason for Stanley Johnson, bro. He's a baller, man. Dude, tell me about it. He's Him and Alizé Johnson were um, like basically pitted against each other for the last mm-hmm. position of the Bulls roster. And Alizé just yep. basically picked him at the post for, for his energy, essentially. But like, I think I would prefer to keep Stanley. We've already, we've already unleaded Alizé Johnson already, man. He's like, we waved him and he went and signed a 10-day for the Wizards. I don't even think he got on the court. Or he did get on the court once against the Bulls. And it was he was a sixth man on the court. And they got a tech from it. That was the only time he made the court, man, against the Bulls, bro. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. That's hilarious, hey. But, um, yeah, it, yeah I was, crazy. like, seriously, um, like, I was stoked for him, man. But, um, yeah, mm. I thought we should have kept him, to be honest. Because he would have been freaking handy for us through this period that we've just gone through, man. He's proved to be very, very handy for you guys. That's because we don't have a lot going on, though. Um, whereas you guys do actually have the bodies that are probably better than him in the grand scheme of life. Um, as I said, like he's been good for us, but I think it's situational, in all honesty. Um, we just are not a good team. Yeah, We're old, we're slow, which you'd think would be a thing like you think with all that experience that understand it but defensively there's nothing there there's no help I feel so sorry for our centers when they come up and help in a pick and roll and the guard doesn't then go and help them once the player rolls it's awful to watch man it's It's interesting it's because it's like the first thing that kind of goes and makes you realize that it's time to give up the game no matter what sport you're playing especially in contact sports it's like when you lose that drive to defend you've basically lost the passion for the game because it's all about it's, it's about attitude. it's all about attitude entirely yeah. mate and if you haven't got the attitude to defend then you're not gonna it's it's yeah it's a very There's hard no thing point. to get back once you've lost it as well and no. yeah i remember for me, i stopped i decided to stop playing footy when i wasn't looking forward to the contact anymore 
Yeah. Like when you sit there and you're umming and ahhing and you're like, fuck, I don't want to get hit. Like, you know, you're done. Yeah. That's it. There's no yeah, other. And yeah. You're sitting there defensively and you're going in second man in the tackle just so that you don't have to take that initial hit. Um, that's when I realized, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Mentally, I'm just not, not in, just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember standing at the back of a ruck once and um, standing behind another player so I wouldn't get past the ball because I just couldn't be bothered hitting it up. And I was like, yeah, that's time. time. <laughs> it's, I knew it. That it was like that game. I think it was like the big game of the season. And I was like, yeah, I'm done. I'm cooked. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It was hard, it was hard to admit. But um, yeah, you know, you know it. But as you said, once mentally you're not there anymore and you don't want to play defense and your attitude isn't there and you're not chasing and not harassing it, it's hard there's no yeah. point so come on oh look spill okay the beans, so bro. spill the beans get into it any trade machine you do doesn't work and i suppose at the end of the day we don't really have anything that we can offer like what can we offer what team's going to want Russ and that albatross of a contract? Um, the Lakers organization, look, AD's contract, he signed, what, a couple of years, three years, whatever it was, to run concurrently with LeBron. I highly doubt he's going to stick around. And, yeah, as I said to you the other day, once we won that chip, I think mentally he checked out a little bit and he's enjoying being champ. Um, Who's that, AD? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I that's what it feels like, man. Yeah. He doesn't seem as hungry not, to do it again. No. No. Look, I'm probably doing the bloke a disservice. Like, he probably did do his Achilles last year, and we've just tried to make out that he didn't. Um, well, we keep calling ankle injury, but yeah, I'm not sold on that. Lower, lower probably... calf strain. The infamous oh, lower calf strain. Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Like, but um, so yeah, I suppose at the end of the day, he has had like pretty serious injuries. But yeah. I don't know, just the way he's been playing this year and ducking out to the three point line and shooting, awful. Like his shooting percentages are awful. And once again, that might be because he doesn't have it in his legs at the moment. Who knows? But yeah, you need to do what suits your team. And for us, we play the best ball when he's playing center. And, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, for a bloke to straight up say that he doesn't want to play there, it, it doesn't sit right with me at times and frustrates me. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. So, anyway, moving on from there, like, what do we do? Do we trade AD? That hamstrings your team forever, that. like, And what else do we have? We've got vet minimums across the board. THT, he's... Yeah, untouchable at the moment by the looks of things. And out of all our young players, he's probably our best young player. So do you want to get rid of him? Probably not. The last so thing you want to be doing is getting rid of your youth. You know what I mean? It's like... We don't have any youth by him. Like, uh, Austin Reeves? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you do? I don't see anywhere that we can go, in all honesty. Um, we got rid of Ronda. Cool. That meh. 
that was it didn't really help much you know what i mean it's just really 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 odd and it just worries me that we can't go anywhere and we can't do anything it's just a really really nonsensical position to be in Yeah, there's just no light at the end of the tunnel. I don't see any light. If we can manage to get Russ traded and someone's stupid enough to take it, that would be amazing. But as I said, who's going to take it? So, you said there was a problem with Vogel, right? Does that mean that this roster could work under a different coaching structure and system? Could a different coach? I'm a fan. Okay. A difference. Because yeah, the difference only coach is going to be the coach is Fisdale. If... Oh, man. Did you see Fizz running that team when Vogel's out of COVID? Yeah. Yeah. It was painful. Um, look, with um, Frank, my issue with him is. But is Fizz running his to... team or is Fizz running Vogel's structures? Do you know what I mean? in that situation because the Bulls had the same situation and it was Billy mm. Donovan coaching. He just wasn't doing the rotations. And I'll make kind of stretch the rotations a bit differently. That was the only difference, but the rest of it was just like, yeah. basically it's Billy Donovan on a Zoom call going, yeah, do this, do that. Like, yeah, so. But that doesn't excuse the fact that, um, I apologize, I don't really remember what game it was, but um, he called for an intentional foul when it was unnecessary and that cost us a fit like cost us the game so russ goes up and fouls because fizz signals for the intentional foul didn't need to happen you know what i mean like you can't call that a system thing you can't call that anything other than just poor awareness and situational awareness it was bad yeah um yeah it's crazy like well then the question is who would you interview for head coach and who would you chase? Was there a current coach at the moment you think could be lured away from the current position? Or you'd have to obviously just have to go with whoever's available in free agency as a coach? Probably just whoever's available, but everyone who's available, there's a reason why they are available. Does that mean LeBron um, would have more of a say over the probable running of the team? You know what? I do not believe that your star players should have that much influence on the team. They really should. Like, players should play, and yeah, players should... Okay, you want to trade for someone, you need to check in with the people on your team that they get on, because the last thing you want to do is trade for someone who doesn't click with your current players. I think that's as far as it needs to go. Um... Say, so, hey, LeBron, we're, trying, we're thinking about signing this guy. What do you think? Oh, uh, yeah, God. Yeah, no, nah, he's a cool dude. Done. You know what I mean? But, yeah, like, the way things are going at the moment, and it appears as though LeBron's had a lot of influence on this team. Like, our team would have rocked in 2012, 2013, man. Yeah, bro. Time Machine Lakers for sure, bro. They would have been oh, sick, man. Right. There's an all-star amazing. team in the freaking, like, Back in the Dizzy, for sure. But yeah. at the moment, they're just a bunch of old men. Yeah. But back to the coaching thing. Vogel's rotations don't make sense. Some 
of his decision making doesn't make sense. At times, it it it, it just doesn't. The, the rotations don't make sense. Um, like when you're getting killed inside, and you're running LeBron for that long at center when he's too small. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It's not rocket science to realize that you need to get one of your seven footers on if you're getting absolutely killed on the board. Yeah, but I think um, his emphasis is having a lot of perimeter shooters out there at the same. Yeah, and if he hasn't got shoot. LeBron playing, yeah, and um, but we can't shoot. yeah, but yeah, if he's got, we can't shoot. Yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to be generous, bro. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, yeah. Okay, so who on the Lakers organization do you reckon is a good three-point shooter? Like Wayne Ellington? Probably percentage-wise, one of our better shooters. Like Malik Monk, Monk. who's been... You know what I think of Monk, I rate him, man. I thought he was probably the best pickup of the Lakers last season. So do I. But moving forward. But, um, it's the consistency that kills that boy. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, of course he, he is. But... He needed... He's the kind of player who kind of thrives around LeBron. Do you know what I mean? Like, because he's going to have spec. Yeah. Um. There's other players, I don't know, who want to be around LeBron, but they just like it'd be terrible for the game. You can see it. You know what I mean? He's kind yeah. of very. There's oh, a specific look, kind of player who needs to be around him to learn off him. Not only that, but he is extremely confident in his own ability. He doesn't shirk it, and you can see it. Even if LeBron's on the court, he will take the ball. And he will try to do something himself as opposed yeah, yeah. to defend LeBron. And that's what I guess that's what you're trying that's what you that's what you mean about there's a certain type of player who thrives with LeBron. You have to be you have to have that confidence and You yeah. have to think you're a baller and have a crack in a sense, you know what I mean? Where like yeah. it was interesting, it makes me like reflect on like Kobe chastising Jeremy Lin <laughs> for waving him off that time. <laughs> So tell me exactly what the fuck you wanted me to do, because you said I, oh, you wanted me to, like, okay, not a problem, bro. That was the funniest yeah. shit I've ever seen on a basketball court, man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, they're just different beasts. The way, you, like, yeah, I could imagine like someone trying to wave Jordan off. They probably look exactly like that. What happened with Kobe <laughs> and Jeremy Lin? <laughs> Where LeBron kind of like inspires his teammates in a different way, but like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I get it. But as I said, like, like Malik, as I said, he's the best player. We've, he's he's been good for us. Um, and did you hear what he said the other day that no other teams were really interested in him, other than the Lakers? Like, really? That's what he said, and he's come out with a point to prove that he's like, you know what, I am, I can play this game, but people just were not interested so it's, it's weird when they say we're not interested does that mean like not interested in he the money he expected to get or not interested at all because not interested at all that's weird man because yeah like he just said there was no interest at all or it's if strange his agent who's his mm. agent do you know no i'm not sure hey I, i've got no idea um but as I said, it was just one it was eye-opening like for him to come out and say that there was no interest in his services by the Lakers and one other team. I don't remember what it was. It's kind of bizarre. And I can't even fathom there was no interest in Malik Monk. Yeah. So not, really even, not even Charlotte. 
I'll, I'll have a look. Um, but yeah, it was weird. Just give us a sec. I'll just have a look. But Seems really I just remember reading it. Like, he only tweeted it, like, last week, I think it was. Um, but, yeah, it was the strangest thing ever. Um, I'm not going to find it while I'm speaking to you, am I? That's all right. Um, what I wanted to do, ask you about, is what happened today, do you think, man? So, I saw the Lakers come back and play amazingly the other day against the Jazz. Russ launched through the atmosphere and probably did one of the posters of the year on Rudy Gobert. But um, mm-hmm. but people have been raving on about it a bit too much. It's like the Bulls dunk every third play, so I don't know what's so amazing about <laughs> it. Anyway, but um, <laughs> I get it. Russ, he's old. He's been playing shit all year. Good on you, Russ. It looked great. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> oh Jesus, look. But uh, yeah, can you tell me how fine. triggering it was to actually um, watch your team lose today to a team that's declared that is actively rebuilding? Um, <clears throat> where do you want me to start? I'm sorry to do this, um, but I think look, it's when um, to let it out, mate. When you're sitting there and like, Levert had four fouls. Boys in foul trouble. He ain't playing much at that point in time, and we were up with uh eight nine minutes left in the fourth. Um, and then, yeah, Sabonis just went out to the ape shit and just started pouring. We didn't have a center on the court. Like, Dwight played 13 minutes today. 13, maybe 14 minutes or something stupid like that. And as I said, you are getting absolutely killed on the boards. And so who was playing center the whole nothing. time? LeBron. Yeah, LeBron. I was, watch- I was watching the this. Nuggets um, and Clippers game today. So. Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. I, I, I don't understand. And I know Dwight's old. He's not what he was. But he's, he's still decent enough defensively to at least challenge someone. You know what I mean? The boy can box up. The boy still grabs boards. And, yeah, as I said, I'm getting absolutely killed out there. Um, yeah, you're sitting there at eight, nine minutes left in the fourth. And you're down one. Um, you get up to take a slash of work, you come back and like you're down like 10 or something stupid like that. Like just miss so many shots. It, it's so frustrating. Um, oh yeah, it, it, yeah. And that's what I mean about Vogel and his rotations and his game management. And it's just like, mate, what are you doing? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of a sore topic, this one, bro. I'm not I'm sure it is, bro. And I'm really, really sorry. But we need to hear how it feels for Lakers fans oh, yes. to lose games. Okay. The world. Oh, no, it's weird. <laughs> I don't really know. It's, no, I'm, I'm not used to this, man. I'm not used to it. I'm really not used to it. It's... I'm afraid that I'd gotten used to it and I'd set such low expectations for this year. That I kind of like lost my shit for a little bit there a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, thinking, oh my God, oh my God, this is unbelievable. But I've kind of yeah. leveled back out a little bit at the moment. So that does us for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, just a little reminder that if you're listening to us on Podbean or Spotify, please give us a follow and share it on the socials. Really gives us 
um, yeah, helps us expand our show and get to as many listeners as possible and help us grow. Um, again, if you have any questions or suggestions, you can email us at thebounceoftheball at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at TBOTB Podcast. And you can follow me at Robert Aaron underscore 23. And Matt, where can we follow you at? The Twitter handles are Chappies Titans. C H A P Y S Titans. I was going to ask, what is the Titans about? Ooh, mate, that's honestly back in, back in the day stuff, that. Okay, um, okay. Maybe yeah. a conversation for another time then. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's a, yeah, not a very uh, PG uh, conversation to be having now. Ooh, okay then, not a problem. Leave it at that. One of them, one of them after midnight podcasts, that joke. Okay. And it has just clicked over midnight. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Thanks, mate. Really appreciate your time. And thank no you, listeners. Okay, I'll catch up with you soon, man. Peace out.